This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. The other day, Donald Kendall, Deputy Director of the Heartland Institute's Center on Socialism Research, was on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560 The Answer in Chicago. Donnie was on the program to talk about Heartland's new anti-ESG report card, which gives a letter grade to every presidential candidate, including Joe Biden and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., on how strongly they are opposed to imposing government, social, and governance standards in government and upon private corporations. Joe Biden, as you might expect, earned an F. What about the Republican contenders? What grade did they earn? Listen to find out and visit heartland.org ESG to read the whole report for yourself. That's heartland.org ESG. This is a fun and interesting interview, as it always is on The Sean Thompson Show. Have a listen. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so I always enjoy having my next guest on. He's been fighting to stop collectivism, government supremacy for years. He is the host of Heartland's In the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism TV. We are going to discuss the weapon of choice. Why do you think this dimwit in diapers who can remember nothing always talks about existential threat climate change? The moron that he is. Same time as he gives bombs to Ukrainian Nazis and whatnot. In the meantime, Donald Kendall knows what's on the horizon is the ESG weaponization of phony virtue wrapped in fascism. So what are the Republicans? Where do they stand on it? Say the 2024 presidential candidates. Donald Kendall, where are they? Well, first off, thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, the, I, I come on your show all the time talking about ESG. We've been really trying to raise the profile of, of this very important issue, you know, over the past, I don't know, two years now, it seems like. And the fight has, we've really gained traction. There's been a lot of action across the state. Uh, it's entered the kind of public lexicon, at least on the kind of the conservative side of the aisle. So we're really hammering it to ESG and we're seeing results. Like I said, there's been a wave of action across states, across the country, um, uh, trying to kind of disentangle government pensions from this ESG and everything like that. We've even seen some reports of um, certain companies that are just like, yeah, you know what? We're not so interested in doing this ESG thing anymore. Even Larry Fink with BlackRock is like, I don't want to use that term anymore. Yes. So it's like we're pushing it back, but we can't get complacent because that's what they want to do. They want to make it seem like you're winning, but they're going to continue to do all of this while you're not paying attention. So what we were trying to do recently is we want to re-put uh, this back into the public sphere uh, 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 remind everybody how important this is. So we thought the best way to do that, especially with the election ramping up in the primaries not too far from now, we wanted to do an anti-ESG report card for all of the presidential candidates that have thrown their hat in the ring uh, for becoming president and see who really is the strongest when it comes to being anti-ESG. So that's the report that we just put out yesterday. And we can go through the results if you'd like. I, I do. I do want to go through it, but I want to know. Bottom up. I want, I want to know before we do it, did you put in the fact that Donald Trump 
was the greatest dent to government supremacy in the arena of misinformation of the uh, so-called environmental agencies and bureaucracies because he truly did handcuff them to my knowledge unless I'm missing something that he did. The problem is the way that I read what he did is he did it with an executive order and it was undone with an executive order. So, So there were no fundamental true changes to it. And in order to get it changed, we're going to need a Speaker of the House who understands that, which is why I honestly, I'm, I'm excited that we at least have a chance, but I'm also very aware of how the corporatist scum led by John Boehner and company are going to push to, to put uh, McCarthy back in there. So I'm, I'm also, you know, cautiously optimistic. So, yeah, let's go through the list and let's start at the bottom. Who's lower than Mike Pence? Uh, well, uh, Joe Biden is uh, is coming in in eleventh place. We have eleven candidates. And oh, you threw the Democrats at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, we did. We threw in uh, Joe Biden just to basically set the curve on the bottom end. We we knew that he was going to rank as low as possible. There's absolutely nothing to credit him for in, in any way in ESG. He's only been negative when it comes to that. Uh, he, like you said, he undid the Trump rules that Trump put in place in the, in the kind of the waning months of his presidency immediately undid that. Like basically first day in office, he undid yeah. those rules. Um, no. He vetoed a bipartisan bill that would have uh, prevented fiduciaries from using ESG to meddle with your retirement funds and all of that. So he vetoed that. He's been a total proponent of uh, World Economic Forum plans and the concept of stakeholder capitalism, so he Klaus is squarely in the yeah. S column. Nice. So you should just have, you should have put, you should have titled it the Klaus Schwab crew, because this is the biggest problem with the, who I view as an absolute stalking horse, and that's Robert Kennedy Jr., who spent the, the, when he pretended to work, he was an environmental lawyer, and he's all in on all this bull dung. All of a sudden, he's a hero. Of, of a lot of Trump supporters, and I, I think it's just due to an ignorance of the fact he was only another trust fund baby pretending to have a job, but his real position on it isn't good, is it? No, it's not, and uh, you, you might be looking at the list because he comes in 10th place with a D. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen even some colleagues that are they're like, oh, I kind of like this uh, RFK Jr. guy. but Yeah, me too. That's seemingly just on a couple of issues that he's saying the right things on. You, but know, what you, at, oh, you know what it is? It's, like, it's the battered housewife syndrome, right? The battered <laughs> housewife likes anybody who tells her, oh, are you having a good day today? Yes. I think he likes me. That's exactly what, what voters of, of principles have in this country. We're so used to getting battered that anybody that says anything we remotely agree with, that's the guy that's got a crush on me, and I love him too. That's what we're really talking about here, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's, uh, he's said some things that are, that are nice, even in regards to climate change and, and, and energy policy. Just a couple of things that are nice about that. But this is a guy that spent a, most of his career in the, in the kind of the public space demonizing the uh, energy industry, demonizing so-called climate deniers. If he had it his way a couple of years ago and he was talking about this rhetoric, I would be in jail for my role at the Heartland Institute. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very skeptical of him. And looking at everything that he said and done, puts him squarely in the D column for our report card. All right. Now somebody who annoys me. Annoys me because she's an absolute total buffoon. Nikki Haley. Or, uh, yeah, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. I almost right. said my weather uh, girl's name, and I would would never want to insult my weather. I mean, my news oh, girl. Yeah, excuse terrible. me, my news girl. Yeah, 
Right. Uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, what, so, so those are our, our Democrats. If you want to call Robert uh, F. Kennedy a, a, a independent, whatever. Which is the one the thing he did that I love. I think we need more of that. And let's jump sure. on that team ourselves. But we got to kick him out once we do. But go ahead. When it comes to the Republican contenders, Nikki Haley is in the bottom portion of our list. She ranks with a C plus, and she might be the least vocal candidate when it comes to ESG. She's been pretty pro-energy. She supports boosting domestic oil production. She helped uh, pull the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Accords. But the only quote that we can find on her in regards to ESG is one that we solicited from her. And even that quote left us kind of wanting. So there's not much there at all to give her anything higher than a C plus. Yeah. Well, for enough money, you can get uh, Nikki Haley to try to play the trombone. This girl will do anything for money. It's about campaign contributions. My problem and my fear is you're going to say somebody who's a con artist. I I, I got a feeling you are. So I, I we'll jump well, around a little bit. But give me uh, give me Mike Pence. Where's the Where's the guy who looks like Clutch Cargo's dad? Before we get to the rest of this podcast. I wanted to let you know about two fantastic live podcasts Heartland produces every week. We'd love for you to join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, live for our flagship In the Tank podcast. You can watch on the Stopping Socialism TV channel on YouTube, where you can participate in the show in the chat with other fans and also ask questions that we'll address on the air and put up on the screen. And every Friday, also at 1 p.m. Eastern and noon Central time, you can go to Heartland's main YouTube channel. Just search for the Heartland Institute on YouTube for Climate Change Roundtable. Heartland's climate team of Anthony Watts, Sterling Burnett, and Linnea Lucan cover the crazy climate news of the week, debunk mainstream media myths about the so-called climate crisis, dig into energy policy, and much more. The show also often features guests that include some of the leading climate scientists and energy policy experts anywhere in the world. There is no show like it anywhere. So become regular live viewers of both of these programs if you are interested in smart, lively, fun, and interactive conversations. We hope to see you there every Thursday and Friday afternoons at 1 p.m. Eastern and noon Central at the Stopping Socialism TV channel and the Heartland Institute channel on YouTube. Oh yeah, we're also on Rumble. See you there. Uh, you know, Mike Pence, this one might come as a surprise to you, but we ranked him pretty high. He's, he's got an A on our list. Um, we gave him some partial credit for being part of the Trump administration when Trump passed those rules, uh, that the fair access rules of the OCC and the Department of Labor rules. Okay. So we gave him partial credit for that. He also uh, kind of went above and beyond with a Wall Street Journal article that very accurately outlined the threat of ESG. There's a number of people on this list that we've deigned for not really seemingly fully understanding ESG. But if you read that Wall Street Journal article, and maybe it was ghostwritten, I don't know, yeah. but it seems to understand the threat His wife wrote of it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the thing that we have on him is that, uh, oh, oh, also, one other thing that we gave him uh, plus points for is he is one of the few candidates that actually has anti-ESG stuff on their campaign website, wow. which might not sound that great, but a lot of these people are missing that just basic thing. So nope. he gets some points for that. What about the but, guy that uh, gives off more methane than a dairy cow? Chris Christie, where's he at? Chris Christie is at the bottom of our list when it comes to Republican contenders. He's got a C minus. 
I couldn't find, I did the first round of research for this. I couldn't find anything. It was my team that actually found a couple of things that were, he was seemingly anti-ESG. But if you go through his record, he is uh, throughout his career has done things that have been in line with the kind of the climate alarmist narrative. He talked about, uh, uh, basically siding with the so-called consensus. He's done things in New Jersey, like uh, putting a moratorium on coal mining permits. Yeah, so exactly. he has uh, got a pretty spotty record, so he comes in at the very bottom of the Republican list with a C-. He's got spotty boxers, too. In the meantime, I live in Florida, and in Florida it's an interesting interesting circumstance because uh, a lot of people want to use the the misnomer and the fraud that the man has some impact and can make some changes on the climate and the the reality is they kind of all trace back to man-made problems for instance red tide is a big thing down here right and you come to find out red tide is because of a sugar refiner that pays uh the guy with the years the 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 uh the what's his name the cuban guy from the east coast of florida the guy with the years and the small hands uh, the, the, the guy who ran the guy who ran for president against Trump, Marco Rubio. Yeah. Marco Rubio. Oh, they're, gotcha. they're, they're the biggest campaign co- contributor to Marco Rubio. So they get to <laughs> they get to dump a lot of chemicals into the Chechahoochee River, and it comes out in the Gulf of Mexico, and it creates red tide. So you know, DeSantis was on the fence, like like he. I was kind of nervous where he was going to go. Well, it turns out he negated all of the privileges for them to continue that that uh, chemical dump into the river, and it's drastically increased. So he has not implemented a lot of fascism. I'm wondering where he ranks, though, in the test or on the score. So Ron DeSantis, he sets the bar. He is at the very top of our list. He gets an A+. Um, He has extensive extensively personally involved in anti-ESG work in Florida. He, uh, he was he presided over the restrictions on ESG in regards to government contracts, Excellent. pensions, and other funds. The legislation that he helped pass also included fair access, which prohibits financial institutions from considering many non-financial criteria and making decisions on loans and other financial things. And also his messaging is on point. Like I said, with some of these other candidates that seem like they're maybe they're anti this ESG thing, but they don't seem to get it. Yeah. And you listen to him talk about it. He brings up Davos. He bring, brings up Klaus Schwab. He talks about how this is a way to kind of circumvent the legislative process, this ESG well, thing. So he understands it. You have to show the people who are busy with their own lives and are not political junkies and don't understand the scams that the people who are promoting environmental social governance – these, this word salad of fascism. They're doing it because they need to pay off their constituents, their workers, their phony pensions, their phony schemes. They need another avenue to tax. That's what it really is. It has nothing to do with the environment. They have no intention on anything with, they use the word social, they don't even know what the freck it means. And governance, <laughs> this is coming from a body that can't build an exit ramp for less than the, the Hoover Dam cost in the sewer of Chicago. So these are the idiots that should be in charge of nothing. However, they have the power of taxation and they're in a pickle. Because their phony schemes, their pensions, their welfare class... They're, they're wallowing in, in, in failure. There isn't enough money to go around. So they need another avenue to tax the people who already pay 50 and 60% of their income in a variety of taxes. That's all it is, isn't well, it? Well, like I said, the, the ESG is the biggest, at best, ESG is the biggest cronyist system ever devised by man. It is the biggest uh, example of corporatism 
ever conceived. Uh, it's widespread across the globe. So you're absolutely right on point. Yeah. And Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, like I said, his messaging on this, and he's prioritized ESG uh, in part for his campaign. So, yeah, he sets the bar at the top with an A+. Plus. Uh, just so making sure that I don't forget cer- certain candidates. I want to mention Donald Trump. He's not far behind Ron DeSantis. He also gets an A+. Um, like I said, the Department of Labor rule, the OCC rule. Uh, now, of course, those were just rules that were undone by the next president that walked in. Maybe there could have been a legislative effort if that was pursued a little bit more uh, um, full-throated uh, throughout the his What about his, Burgum? Uh, term. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm so surprised you didn't lead off with that one. Yeah, well, uh, Burgum. Yeah. I, like, I always <laughs> loved him on Barney Miller. Go ahead. Doug Burgum got a B minus. Uh, he's got a pretty spotty record. He's done a couple of things. Generally, he's been quiet about ESG, but he has he has uh, signed on to policy statements with 18 other Republican governors committing to using the power of their office to fight off ESG. Might be the most surprising thing on our list, though, is Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, you know, he's... wait a minute. Don't don't lead off with I, I want you to hear something. See, I've okay. called this I've called this scallywag out a while ago. And I had people that, you know, said, I'm turning your show off forever. You know, but my whole thing is I want to expose these lion rat bastards. I found something mm. today I want you to hear. Here is Vivek Ramaswamy and Barack Obama montage. Have you heard this? I might have heard parts of this. Let's go. Democratic or Republican. Democrat ideas or Republican ideas. This is an American idea. These are fundamentally American ideals. Imagine they were driving a car and, and they... <laughs> They drove it into the ditch. If somebody has repeatedly crashed your car, you can't have the keys back. Do you want to turn over the keys to the same people who crashed it? He said Russia in the 1980s or for their foreign policy back. I have a newsflash. The USSR does not exist anymore. You know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. It fell back in 1990. A skinny guy with a funny name. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name? But they... I mean, it's unbelievable. It's uncanny. This ice cube salesman to Eskimos has got all the bull dung. He's got it all down. He's got the VO5 hairdo, and he will say anything to anybody. So where does he rank? Yes. So he, uh, you know, he made a name for himself pretty early in the campaign, basically being Mr. Anti-ESG. He started an anti-ESG man- uh, asset management company. He's written books about the problems associated with ESG. He's prioritized fighting ESG for his campaign. So you would think that he would get real high on our on our list, but he doesn't. We gave him a B because you know we have to give him some points for those things. Is it for bulldog? Uh, we. We, we dinged them pretty hard uh, for being quiet on core issues of fighting back against ESG. We can't find a, uh, one statement uh, about his stance on, on fair access when it comes to financial institutions. And then also, the idea that he started an anti-ESG asset management company, it's like that only makes sense if ESG is a thing. So it, kind of, it seems like there's a little bit of a conflict well, this is his, of interest. You know, this, is, this is the kind of thing. It, character is an important thing. I could disagree with somebody, but if they have character and intention that is based in principles of Americanism, I could tolerate it. Okay, And that's, that's, that's what I do with Trump, to be quite frank with you. I, I tolerate where he's wrong because I understand his principles and his intention in, the, in, in Americanism, and I, I support that. But when you, you're talking about this guy, it's almost similar to what my, my, my vitriol for this, this terrorist organization is Hamas, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. The, Hamas does these horrific things to, to young girls and to kids. It's outrageous, right? You can't defend yourself. What's the next worst class of people to go after? 
old people, in particular when they're suffering from dementia. And when you look at how he made his money, and the lies that he told, and the, and the false hope he stoked, and who he took advantage of were people who had relatives who were suffering from dementia. People who wanted to support a company that may have made an advance in helping people with dementia. This guy is dirt to me. Dirt. Because to me, if you're willing to do that for money, you should never, ever have anybody else's money. That's how I feel about mm-hmm. it. I don't think he should ever. I don't want to. Really, the, the, if he were running, and you know how I feel about this dimwood in diapers and everybody else that stands for him. I'm smoking a cigar. I ain't voting for this scallywag. Really? So yeah, you know, and, and I want I want to point out because we shared all of these grades all over the uh, uh, social media yesterday. Uh, basically, all day long, we were pumping out these grades, and I want to make it very clear that you know, no grade that we're giving here is necessarily an endorsement of any of these uh, people running. We mm-hmm. fully acknowledge that yes, ESG is a very, <laughs> very, very important topic. But it is one topic of many important topics. So, you know, while we would give, like I said, uh, you know, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence the best grades, that's not necessarily saying that those candidates or one in particular would be a particularly good president. So, yeah. I just want to make that clear. So, you just made uh, the suits at my station very happy because they've been trying to get me to do disclosures with everything I say on almost <laughs> every segment. In the meantime, I love I love watching you on Stopping Socialism TV, uh, in the Tank Podcast. I have to tell you, it's a while. So you were on YouTube. That's where I used to see you. What's the best way to see you? Uh, yeah, so Stopping Socialism TV on YouTube. That's where the In the Tank podcast is hosted. Uh, Many of those clips from that show are broadcasted on our main channel for the Heartland Institute, which is just Heartland Institute. If you were to look it up on YouTube, you'll find it. But before you let me go, there is one thing uh, that we are working on that I think is going to particularly interest you, and you're going to have to have me back on when we roll it out. Absolutely. We've been working hard on a socialism at a glance book for teachers and students, and it's going to cover all of the all of the most important things when it comes to the practice of socialism, the ideology itself, uh, and how it was practiced in all of these countries across the world throughout time, and how it always ended in death and misery. So we're wrapping that up. We're going to have a final version of that coming soon. And we are working uh, around the clock to basically secure the funds that produce as many copies of this as possible to get it into the hands of as many teachers and students as possible. So I know that it's going to – every um, time I'm on here, you asked about how we're working yeah. – no, I love it. Well, because I love the Heartland Institute. I love the Heartland Institute. I love it. And if we fight back and, and somehow win, it'll be due to organizations like the Heartland Institute and people like you, Donald Kendall. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. I look forward to the next time. Thank you for having me on.